On today's episode of Solana Made Easy, we covered the Bears hibernation, their gamified staking, as well as their lockup period, and how the brand overall is managing expectations, conversation, and dialogue in the space. A lot of voices on stage today expressed how they felt a public figure, and more specifically, a giant whale who holds a lot of the OK Bears NFTs, speaking vocally about hibernation and that locked up staking mechanic could potentially affect the floor price in the overall community. We then wrapped up today's show covering DGen CoinFlip's Fat Cat Mint and how this can actually drive additional revenue streams, gamified components, but overall, what risk does this have to miners and other individuals who may suffer from gambling addictions? As always, tune in for the show live. Solana Made Easy, 5 p.m. Eastern Time at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. But let's dive into the show. What is going on, Solana ecosystem? Thanks for tuning in to Tuesday's Solana Made Easy. Your 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Thursday show on all things in the Solana market. What we're buying, what we're selling, what we're making money on, where we're losing money, and so much more. As always, shout out y'all for the support. Thanks for tuning in. Wanted to pass it over to Running Man, see how you're feeling about this. But before we do, we got a ton to talk about. Bears hibernation is HGE dumping the floor with his 400. DGen Fat Cat Mint moving here. Just saw a sale for 15. Everyone knows I'm taking the under. Let's pray for my bags. A couple other things I definitely want to touch on. We got Blocksmith Labs new art coming out. Kind of good timing considering fruits also taking off here shortly. And man, I'm sure there's a million other conversations we could dive into. But Running Man, how are you? Hey, Dean, easy. All right. Um, hot. UK's um, hottest down record today, which is, um, I suppose, for some people in the audience, quite a mild 40 degrees um, Celsius. What but, is um, that in Fahrenheit? Yeah, so pretty, uh, um, <laughs> not sure. <laughs> so it's, it's 40 in Celsius. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty decent. Um, yeah, um, I think as well, uh, slide up ticking sale price today. So I'm sitting at, sitting at um, 40. 45 at the moment. Um, so I'm seeing, seeing some floors recalibrate. I've started to notice um, some of the top collections start to recalibrate pretty fast on any sort of soul pump now. Um, but um, yeah, I'm starting to see some of that across the board. But yeah, happy to get into it. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to start with OK Bears. Yeah, I think that's probably the best place to start here. It's what everyone's been talking about today. Did just want to call out too. Anyone in the audience that's got an opinion on what we're talking about, got a hot take, a cold take, interested in the market dynamics, request to speak. We love new voices, love countering opinions, love the dialogue. So please don't hesitate. We welcome you with open arms and I promise we don't bite. The Bears, hibernating. What's going on with them? Somebody in the nifty Discord showed a picture of theirs with a little tiny Z symbol next to their mouth. And I was I was shocked. Is that it? Like, is is this what we've been waiting on for three months? Like, I don't know how to feel about it. We saw HG's comments and some screenshots from Nate Rivers as well in the Discord about them making some suggestions. And I mean, they got 500 bears between the two of them. So I think listening to some of those whales, even just entertaining the conversation isn't a terrible move here. But it seems like they didn't. And now you got some, uh, some sour taste from two of the people that could cause some havoc on your floor prices. Glad to see we got an army of hands here on this dialogue. Frisk. As a bear holder, a proud, proud bear holder, what do you think about it all? I'm going to start the bearish sentiment, no pun intended. Um, this was the last straw for me. I'm done. I'm so done. That was the, like I, 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 I have held out hope for so long, 
It's, I, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I tried so hard. Like, oh, I waited this long. Is that the sound of the bears hibernating? <laughs> dude i don't know man waited this long for a wristband waited this long for i don't even know like is this staking do we know what happens after this or are we it's just kind of staking it's not even it's it's a half baked staking fucking lockup platform that you just you you put in for two weeks and they First of all, bears hibernate for months, not weeks. Let's just get that clear. But you also leave them in there, and we don't even know what we're getting still. We have no idea. It's supposed to be some airdrop or something. I heard Kai saying in the space yesterday that it's going to be a hand, that they're making hands for every bear. But there's so many bears that are duplicates. They're just portraits with different fucking backgrounds. So it's going to be the same hand with a different back. I am so fucking floored. Like, every time I, I, I give hope to Dude, what are the, project, Wait, 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 wait. What are these hands? Like, I, I know, I know. I don't even know what they are. Apparently, they're going to be tradable or something. It's like you can still access the community if you hold the hand. I don't, I don't even fully understand it. And I, I'm so like the the mystery of it all doesn't make sense to me. And the worst part is that the on and in question. I don't know if Frisk, the, the validity of it all. And then they go and attack him. You attack the guy who's actually making a point for fuck's sakes. Some faster, someone else. I'm too heated. No, I mean, I love it. Uh, clearly, your bear's not asleep here. So, I mean, I, I like the opinion. <laughs> I let a couple bears up on stage, so I wanted to quickly pass it over to Murder. Murder, what's going on? What's up? Um, I mean, I feel the same way as this guy. I haven't, I haven't done the hibernation thing yet. Uh, but from, from what I understand, uh, the hand is just going to be some weird downloadable image. And they're going to do other body parts throughout the year. So I don't really know how it works. And uh, the two-week pseudo-staking mechanism, whatever they have, they're going to do an NFT airdrop after it. And I think this is a really bad time for it. It's not a good idea in the bear market, specifically increasing the entire ecosystem to like 20,000 people. I don't even know if there's a market for it right now. And I see the bears really dropping hard after this airdrop. And this will be at the time when Duppies launches. So I see them going to like 50 or 60, maybe even lower. I think I, th I think they're at what, 91 right now was what I saw today. And it looks like when people talk about capitulation, this is exactly that. People are openly selling their bears for 30 and 40 soul losses, which considering when bears were at 200, soul was also like between 90 and 100. This is a tough swing, man. This is this is bad. I didn't even realize what these hand things were. It makes me even more bearish on the bears because, like, dude, what the hell am I supposed to do with an NFT's hands when, like, we, we complain that they look left and yet you're just going to give me pause? Running man, what's going on? I mean, first of all, when the when these bears actually ran to start off with, people started – the one I am happy about is that people started tying this project – to like the Solano ecosystem, like the bears, the Solano survives. If okay, bears survive. I think we can forget that now. Um, these can go to zero for me, mate, and then it'll be news for about three days, and then we'll carry on as normal. Um, so that's first. Um, the, the second um, thing, I mean, I, I heard the foundry and them spaces. Is it Karis? Karis or Kais? Kais. Kais. Yeah. I mean, he did impress me in spaces. I've heard him twice now. Um, 
he, 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 I don't know. He just hasn't got. There's no passion there for me. And I know they've got a big war chest, and they've got you know they've made a lot of soul, but they should be doing way more with that. I know them building, and I'm on the like you know a long term plan, as I keep saying. But there's so much more you can do in the meantime as you as you hit those targets, and then. Um, just literally seems like I don't know, man. I, I, I'm like I'm bearish, <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm bearish on the team for sure. It seems like with each announcement, that's kind of where it's going, which is tough because this was supposed to be the branding play, um, and yeah, it's it's not fun. Like even as a non-holder, seeing these bags just get slaughtered and then have your two biggest speakers kind of yeah. now be outspoken against it is such a tough thing to bounce back from. But shake. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, running man. Yeah, I was just going to say, but I mean, if we, I mean, you know, we're going about day gods, but um, we we are we are franking spaces, and you can tell the energy behind the guy as a project, you know, as the founder and the drive and you know the passion he's got for it. And anyway, that guy I've just mentioned, and it just does not come across to me in spaces. And it, you know, I think we're starting to see that Twitter spaces actually, you can actually gauge some sort of um, you know, you can gauge these sort of things over over you know over the airwaves. I mean, I think I think social kind of sentiment is one of the biggest things to gauge a project. When projects are doing well in AMAs and frequenting, they tend to get a lot more traction. And Liberty Square was a great example of that. We still have a lot of influence from that and people who are heavily involved. And that was a great way to see them gain traction. So I think that's a huge piece here. We haven't seen Frank as much, which a lot of people are kind of attributing to uh, building duppies, which is also a great thing. It's like there's that balance, being on too much and then also taking time away to set this like, it's almost a psychological factor and it. it's it's crazy because everybody on nfts and in the nft circle kind of lives on twitter and it's it's going to be crazy to see what the the longevity of this is and how it kind of plays out over over time but shake what's going on shark i say it every time shark what's going oh, on my bad don't call me shake no i'm just kidding how's it going easy all good uh my take on okay bears is it's i think it's going to be developing uh kind of an interesting conversation where you know, if you own a stock, you have a right to vote and have kind of guidance in that company's uh, future. But, you know, when you own an NFT, you have arguably some intellectual property rights or whatever. But, you know, do whales really have a right to dictate? I, I think my take really is if you're buying into the project, you're also buying into the founders. And if they're asking for, you know, opinions, it's one thing to give some, you know, helpful feedback. But, you know, it's at this point, really, who owns or, or who's really in charge of the direction of the future of OK Bears? And then more on the technical side, like in the last week, uh, listings down about 6% with, you know, not great price performance, which is, you know, says a lot as far as usually when projects come out with staking, it's kind of a given pump. And then uh, also, I was just looking at some analytics, like in the last month, uh, there was over 70 bears bought between 145 and 155. So, you know, a lot of people are starting to feel the pain, I think. And uh, with all these new mints kind of popping up, you have to have an argument. I don't think they really have the holders that are trusting them just to lock it up or stake in definitely or two weeks. So, yeah, I think you see some some more pressure. But I also think that it, it could create a, a good buying opportunity, especially with the airdrop speculation. So I think there's two ways to look at it, but it is ugly this, to see like the whales kind of have a sour taste because I, th I think that just divides the community and uh, won't be beneficial long term. I, I like how you brought up there that sometimes giving feedback without it being warranted or even asked kind of even be a negative because then you have this, this counter side of it where someone feels that they're not heard, which it almost feels like this is the case, especially coming from a massive whale. But 
Jark, I think you're dead on the money. It's like, even if you are a whale in a project, that doesn't mean you should have as much or even a direct hand in something that should be being built by the team that you invested in. You don't really get a say at a board meeting for a stock. And I know a lot of people kind of argue here, well, it's not a security, it's art, da, da, da. And that utility can be dynamic. But like many things right now, we're trying to find that balance of what's good for community involvement and what's too much. And I think even some of these wallet sizes have some a little bit unsure of how to navigate that. But Nugget, what's going on? So first, just like to say, I changed my profile picture. I'm glad you realized that it was me. But I, in every space, I felt okay bears. First seeing that they gave a 50 cent wristband, I've talked about it so many times, and I'm going to continue talking about it because I think in itself, that was horrible. I thought it was a pathetic excuse for the project that was labeled as the biggest man, Solana. And here I am. I was actually taking consideration all these OK Bears holders trying, trying their darn hardest to support these pathetic excuse of what they call developers trying to say that their project is not going to zero. And this, this is what, this is what I wake up to. This is what I have to hear. This is pathetic. I am so, so disappointed in the fact that one, why is this number one on Magic Eden page? They didn't make a page specifically for it, for trash projects like that. This is so sad. This is pathetic. If you hold an OK bear, I don't know why you still hold it. You need to change your profile picture. This is sad. I don't, I don't want to hear anyone's opinion on this. There's no way you make a bounce back from this because you had all this time. You've broken records. You shattered other projects. You brought in so many wells into the ecosystem, did so many great things on day one, and maybe three, four months later, I get a 50-cent wristband and a picture of an arm? Like, that is sad. You don't sound too opinionated. So honestly, you probably are a very bullish believer in the Bears. And I know you asked for no further opinions, but Murder, considering you are the one person up here still representing the Bears, I want to give you a floor to speak. What's going on? Huh, hibernating. Good, great. Maddie, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? I think oh, yeah, uh, they... oh, oh, he woke up. Oh, Murder, ahead, what's up? Is it all been eating? <laughs> no, no, no. I thought, I thought my mic was on. Sorry. I was saying I'm still, I'm still actually ironically bullish on the bears. Uh, one thing I've noticed is that, uh, I mean, it's different. Somehow, some way, it's different. We're not used to what they're doing. And, uh, a big thing that they've done is they've expanded the team. They've hired a lot of people. And, I mean, the project hopefully runs in a direction where, not, where they're not dependent on Kais and Subi. And eventually becomes too big, specifically with their watches, that they end up doing something further down the line. I don't think what they're doing right now is uh, encouraging as a holder. But uh, it's sort of like a too big to fail scenario for me, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if I agree with it being too big to fail at this point. Like we've seen some, dude, Borioku Dragons, man, 55k USD floor. You can buy a baby for like 200 bucks now. Uh, I remember exiting that at 70 soul and thinking, am I gonna regret this? And I've lost a total of zero hours of sleep by selling it when I did. And the same goes for my bear exit. Like getting out at 100 with soul at 100. I wake up every morning just grateful that I floored my forever bear, despite how much Alex makes fun of me for it. I still think it was a great exit. So I don't know if it's one of those too big to fail things. Mind folks, another great example. I think that list is just going to keep getting longer and longer as we see projects that aren't able to keep that sentiment. But Murder, what's up? I think, uh, I think what, so I think Manny posted on our Discord once, uh, 
where you said that right now i think you're posting those statistics where there are about 25000 wallets actively actively trading nfts right now right so that's something that's not encouraging in a bear market you have an airdrop you expand your ecosystem even what fatcats is doing today where they have where they're expanding their entire ecosystem to 20000 people there aren't 20000 traders who have 10 souls on them right now traders like me we're not supposed to just get money out of somewhere right there is there has to be some sort of a return to what they're doing i think this is a way that they're thinking that they give back to the community it's just that it's really really bad timing and i don't see how most people would see it as something that's good for the project i like that you brought up the wallet size there uh while you were bringing it up i quickly just went over to hello moon to take a look at their key stats the average soul content of the wallets yesterday was about 29 soul and today's about 41 soul there is some some separation there but i think that's a huge thing to consider that this mint today for that public supply on average would have taken 25% of somebody's bankroll that's a massive swing here it's kind of crazy to me when you start to consider it from like the macro numbers but i think on top of this too we keep talking a lot about how the bears have had this kind of stranglehold over everything and it's tough for me to 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 find a way that they can keep this focus especially with like our group being a great example of a ton of voices here that are not too happy with how they've been navigating the market at the moment but uh, i wanted to keep passing the hands we got a ton of them up here manny what's going on man nobody can get off the mute it's in the bottom left he just rugged delightful roberto what's going on yeah thank you for having me by the way it listen it comes down to uh you know this big project that actually you know got all these funds right out of the bat you know given a sense of expectations that we are going to move forward 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 and then when things hit the vent they are not able to deliver then what it pissed me off is when they come up with the same bullshit that everybody else is doing which is go back to staking a couple of little airdrops rather than focusing on on an ecosystem where they could create value to people that people could buy products and services and because they find value whether that is actually just wet three value whether it's a a class or something like that in their ecosystem to support some income rather than just going back to trying to sell back to the people that are already believe in them like it's just kind of like you know it's kind of like economics 101 like i feel like they need to focus on creating value for their holders by creating ecosystem that people appreciate and they are willing to put back more money into the ecosystem because of how much value it is in theirs right but they go back to when they have these expectations then the you know people is going to be angry right because we had that momentum and then the momentum goes away and the expectation we had that hype now they don't know how to explain themselves therefore you know people get angry but besides that man thank you for having me No man, glad you're up here. I I think you're you're kind of running the money here. It's it's interesting to see when it has to be this type of return of value. And I think we're actually going to see a negative or an opposite side of that with the DCF dilution because now each NFT has a a lower return of value. Whether it's an airdrop, whether it's a royalty kickback or a rev share, I think a lot of people do value that. And as you dilute ecosystems, you have to also then continue to entertain and provide value to a lot more people. So that's the tough part here that I start to consider as we start to see a lot of these projects continue additional drops and I think a lot of this also circles back to a, the conversation I'm sure everyone up here has had 
way too many times if zero royalties hit on a wide scale we're just going to see more drops like projects are going to keep dropping stuff with lower value return to those holders because it's a revenue stream but i wanted to quickly pass it over to honcho honcho what's going on what's up man i'm a simple guy and when i heard that they were getting hands airdropped to them i had one question do they come with more wristbands do the hands have wristbands and Bro, does if that, they airdrop some hands it, does that in wristbands? turn dilute the supply of the 50 cent wristbands because that's pretty fucked up if you ask me you can't be diluting the wristbands thank you i i hope they have a wristband attribute on the hands and it's either true or false like just did you get one or did you not and i hope there's way more that did not get them because that's what it looks like in real life right now and you, you gotta you gotta represent your holders accurately ktc what's going on yo thanks easy and by the way Hancho, i don't know who you are man but you're hilarious by the way um, but yeah, to give, I actually feel really strongly about this topic, um, especially when it comes to like the whales essentially being a self-appointed spokesperson for the founders. I think that's a massive liability for the project. And to, to tell you why, I mean, from personal experience, like every time I hear Nate Rivers speak, right, I'm not even sure like the project even like there could be some connections or financial, whatever. But every time I hear him speak, he's always trying to shove OK Bears down everyone's throat without anybody asking. And what does that tell you, though? I think as consumers, we need to like ask, why is he doing that? To me, it screams, I'm overinvested. And then two, it's like, if you're so confident, why do you feel the need to always just like shill it, right? Like, is there some insecurity there? Are you scared about something? And like, honestly, for that reason alone, I stay the fuck away from OK Bears. Because like, if you're acting as if you know the founder so closely, feel the need to just overextend yourself and constantly show that's a sign of weakness in my eyes. And so that's from my personal experience. So I think it's a massive liability to have these self-appointed people just because they're whales act as your spokespeople. I think the, it, it comes back to like projects, finding people in the community that they feel more comfortable being that spokesperson and not letting it kind of be free reign of these whales. I think getting in front of that early is the key thing too. And it seems like with this situation, that's now kind of turning against them where at the start, this was a, a great marketing tactic that led to a 200 sole floor with limited return to holders, aside from just, you know, one person has 400 and is unlikely to dump those before it at least two X's. They've even commented on the situation saying that they are not going to be dumping and that this is a drop in the bucket to them. But it, it's just crazy because like, the man, the bears, their relevancy and ability to stay relevant has been just unmatched. We still are talking about them. We've been talking about them every single day since they dropped. But I think KTC, you're dead right. Like in these situations, you almost need to rein and hone that in and keep that that messaging more specific. But I don't think it would be a negative either. Like I've talked to Kai's a ton of times in the last few months now. And just honestly, just getting in more spaces is a value add. And they have been. They've been doing AMAs and things like that. But you almost still need that like that that enigma and that value add, like that charisma that some speakers have, whether it's like Frank or I even think Kets with Simon and Sneaky do a great job. It's two personalities that just navigate that well and extend their voice, making it clear that they're supposed to be that, that voice. So it's, man, I, I've been saying it all day, and it seems to be the topic here. It's finding that balance, and I think we're going to start to see more of it. Wait, easy. So I, I just want to touch on that. But so, so, bro, so like, um, it sounds like you don't agree with me completely. That's interesting. Is there a certain way that you think these, quote-unquote, individuals who have large bags should be able to communicate? Have you seen like a good example of it? It's tough. I don't know if there's like, I think there is certainly a place for them to have conversations. And I think some whales do it better than others. And most of those whales who do it well, aren't really in your face uh, as much, but it's, I don't know if I want to say there's like a good way or a bad way. Cause it's almost like we saw it with, uh, with Elon and Twitter, 
the man was just openly talking a lot of shit about it and caused the stock price to, to fluctuate a ton. And that's not great, especially because that person doesn't actually have a hand in the development or the path forward. We do have a bunch of hands here, but I wanted to quickly cut everyone and ignore the fact you've had your arm up for a while because I'm really eager to hear what TH has to say. TH, first time speaker up here. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Um, so yeah, I've been listening in for a little bit and like I think people are really missing the point with like what OK Bears is trying to achieve. Like I've seen staking and other jobs released for projects, but at least from the things that I've seen with their, their site, I actually looked at their website and used it. It's like a lot cleaner than like what a, a lot of other projects have used in general. And so I think it shows the team's willingness to kind of take time to kind of put uh, time into like quality drops and like kind of create a atmosphere where holders can expect something that it'll be like high quality when they do receive it. And so, so what if they're following the kind of like general kind of thing of like doing another drop? I think a lot of projects have done that and have been successful with it. And I think two other points that are really, really important here is there's only one project that I've with in Slana. That's OK Bears. And then there's only one other project that the Slana Foundation has had speak at one of like arguably the biggest event in their ecosystem, which is also OK Bears. Like people ignore the fact that the art and the messaging is like super clean. And like a lot of big supporters of Solana have chosen it as like a good representation of the ecosystem. So regardless of like what you feel about what the team's doing and whatnot, like you have to admit, like overall their messaging and whatnot is really, really healthy for the space. So that's those, those are my thoughts there. It's unreal the the ties that they have and the connections that they've already established before the project really has had time to establish whatever it's going to do. I like that you brought that up because Shopify's, I think, on the ETH side too, only partnered with a handful, one of them being Doodles, which is considered a blue chip on that ecosystem. So seeing that they've only partnered with one Solana-based project, it's just the connections and that, that kind of conversation and the people that they're plugged in with. But I think that still circles back to what KTC was saying. We understand that there's a lot of things that are happening, but having that still that center voice here in somebody, maybe it's not a whale speaking can give more value to it and not cause as much harm, kind of keeping those conversations and making people believe they're more opinion-based than coming from somewhere that could be larger, which I think is the concern for some of this. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, a lot of people, me included, have, like, kind of spoken back to the team and say they need to, like, get their messaging a little better. Um, and the issue is, is that, like, the reason I think a lot of these folks, like Nate and a few other people, are kind of talking about this is because the project's not doing themselves. And so they feel obligated also that they're like kind of biased with their large bag to kind of do those things. But I don't think it's coming from like a bad base, right? Like, I don't think they're kind of sharing this information that's like false or anything. If they're just sharing their opinion and it's like, if you don't want to listen to them, then there's like a mute button on Twitter. Like you don't have to kind of give your opinion to it. So like, I don't like, I, I see it a lot too. And I do, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's like justifiable. I think it's a bit much at times as well, but like, if you don't like what someone's saying, feel free to mute them. But I don't think they're kind of doing it on purpose to, like raise the floor price of their project like okay bears has stayed consistently in price regardless of these like big whales buying or not like okay bears was sitting at eighteen thousand dollar floor currently today sitting at three thousand six hundred dollar volume and so i was at my time the price and since then you know a couple of days after mint yeah i think we saw some crazy fluctuation in it but it is good to hear from th on that kind of agreement that there's a, there's a mute button and it's sometimes it's beneficial to not listen to all the noise and kind of let the yeah. project figure it out. I mean, easy. When we talk about it, return of value though. I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want to survive in this space, then you need to, you know, you need to be 
taking profits, in my opinion. You know, if, if you buy into these bubbles, into these teams, and you know what, what you know, most of the time you're going to get this sort of you're going to get this sort of like price movement, and then it's just going to fade all the way back down. Because when it comes when it comes down to brass tacks, who's actually delivering up to this day? Who's actually delivering in terms of teams? Um, you know, so the, the, if anybody wants to survive in this space, and you need to be, you know, we look at like return of value on OK Bears. They had an eighteen thousand dollar floor. It's at three thousand six hundred dollars now. You know, a lot of people who was old in then was probably used to trading five to eight dollar NFTs at the time. And um, you know, they're probably old all the way. A lot of people. Um, they need to, you know, instead of a wristband, they probably need to like deliver everybody a car now, <laughs> as opposed as opposed to a wristband. They're gonna have to do something. The lockup's interesting. I think that could cause a big old supply squeeze on it. Ah oh, man, I don't know what to expect. I think people want something new here, and what that something yeah. new is is still unsure. I'm not, I'm not when it comes to supply squeeze though. Yeah, office of the fallacy because you know the the the, the, the NFT is gonna derive its value from like the returns it's provided, whether there's five listed or there's you know hundred listed in my opinion. I know it does it temporarily affect the price when there's volume moving through the collection. But as soon as volume runs out, you know it doesn't matter how many is listed. That that NFT is going to define its value on like directly, you know, what it's basically worth. It's been impressive as hell though. The bears have maintained some form of uh, volume for four straight months, multiple sales every day, regardless of what the floor price is. So that's crazy in itself to me that they've been able to keep this relevancy with a limited return of value aside from the PFP and some direct communication in the discord. So it, it's pretty interesting to see. And I think it's a crazy concept from the social construct side of it, because we still have all these people with the PFPs still in your face, still driving like the, they aren't going anywhere. And I think that itself is a, a value return to those holders just from a pure social standpoint, but yeah. Frisk what's going on. Okay. So I know I got disconnected earlier. Canadian Wi-Fi is shit. Um, TH, this is nothing but love for you, man. I know we talked a bit at the bears event in uh, New York. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna disagree with everything you just said about that there for a minute. So um, the Shopify partnership is bullish. I'm not gonna lie, but we've seen projects with big partnerships that have fallen through. They're like they will the companies will just move on to look at the next big partnership. It's not a big it's not really a big deal. But if we talk about the objectivities here, the big thing about the bears and the only thing that the bears had going for them was the fact that they were valuable. They had a high floor price and they had tons of volume. They were an asset that was easily traded. Other than that, let's talk about the things that they've actually actually done. They've delivered art. They've held an event in NYC. And uh, they shipped out wristbands. So I'm, I'm going to be the one to say it. Why does this need to be an NFT? What is the purpose behind this being an NFT at all? Is there any real value to it? And now we have Hibernation, which came out yesterday, which for the record is a half-baked staking platform. I'm going to say it's half-baked. You literally could spend the extra couple grand and get an unlimited bandwidth for your website so it doesn't fucking crash. So I'm also convinced now that the devs are either greedy or lazy because they don't want to afford to make a proper fucking website. And on top of all of those things, we now have a community which is now firing at the whales because that they because they don't like the fact that the whales are giving criticism and advice to the devs and the founding team who isn't doing their job right. So one final question I'm going to leave off with you and easy. I know you're going to agree with me on this for sure. Um, what incentive do i have to buy a bear over two cats really and truly hey everyone knows where i stand on this uh as a cat holder in a milk whale uh, i don't really think i should be commenting on where my money is currently sitting but there's somebody up here who i think would have a great opinion simon how are you oh weird did you guys mention cats that's so oh, weird. crazy 
Um, no, I don't think I need to, to defend cats. I mean, I, I'm forever bullish on cats. Uh, so, yeah, I know but you're I, a milk whale. Simon, I'm more interested on your perspective of just, like, what's been going on with it, how you feel, so, like, even just, like, community faces, speaking about a project, kind of weigh in versus, like, whale holders of a project. That I mean, you manage a lot of the PR and the direct communication for cats. So I think that's where I'm most interested. I'm going to ignore what anyone else on the stage wants selfishly. But I, I, I want to hear what you kind of think about, like, whales speaking out and being very vocal about a project and how they feel and what you even think that that can do to a project's floor community and sentiment around it yeah it's a really good point and i think like it it comes down to the ethos and really the founder having a strong voice and being a, a real passionate leader and and having like being grounded on what the values of the collection are right like it can get really easy you can really easily be skewed if all of a sudden you get a few big holders that are kind of um, changing the momentum or the narrative of where the project wants to go. So, uh, like, my personal opinion is that Kai's had a really good response, and it was like a total wag bow, like, let's just steady the ship and see how it goes. Um, but I think that's, like, going to be one of the biggest challenges for any NFT collection. You know, you have 4,000 holders. In essence, you want everyone to have an equal voice. But the reality is a lot of some people have a lot more influence than others. And what you're trying to do is build an ethos and a community of people where everyone feels welcome. And that's like uh, not the easiest job. So any of the founders that are able to be strong leaders in the space are going to have to consider every individual, but also understand that the, the community members are uh, able to voice their opinions and should be able to voice their opinions when they're just not happy with what something that's been delivered. No, and that's that's the one thing. I just think there's like a, a balance there that needs to be had and almost like what's the, when it, that openly negative sentiment is getting kind of shown to the world. I don't think there's even like a bad like take from a founder or from community leaders to reach out and figure out ways to kind of alleviate some of that and just show that their voice is heard because I think that's what most of the people want. They want to just feel heard from the community, from the project that they've invested a lot of funds in. And obviously when money's involved, emotions are so much higher. And that's one thing that I think everyone kind of has to understand here too. People speak very quickly when they're going down in price and speak extremely excited when things are moving up in price. Easy. I had one like follow-up question. Did you, have you been in the dashboard yet? Like the OK Bears dashboard? I, I heard, I know the sentiment was bad. Like things were buggy. I, I just sent my bear to hibernation. Um, I, thought I have not even looked at it. So I'm definitely curious who's used it. I saw a few screenshots and it didn't like blow me away by any means. But I'm curious if anyone's like outspokenly negative about the dashboard. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not like a UI UX guy, but I thought it was kind of cool. Um, but I know that that's probably not the the common sentiment right now. I think people are bearish. What's going on, guys? <laughs> I think the sentiment is certainly bearish considering Frisk almost had a meltdown and Lil Nugget wanted to fight about half of the stage 15 minutes ago. Speaking of, Nugget, what's going on? So uh, 15 minutes ago, we're going to repeat what happened. First, before I do, I'd like to say, Frisk, I'm glad you mentioned that because I love, 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 love the Cats on Crack community so much. And I don't even own any. And I would so much rather buy two cats. So that's just my take. But Murder, you had said that the OK Bears is too big of a project to die. And I heard that Easy did give some examples, like, for example, Boryaku Dragons. But there's obviously a difference between the two. I mean, OK Bears is quite literally labeled the biggest project on Solana. I, I disagree with that. But it was the biggest. Man it broke record, has the most total volume. But the thing is, what's holding this project together is the status of it. Like TH was saying, it's done things that other projects haven't. And it, again, also, it brought a lot of wealth into the ecosystem, which is why it's holding up and maintaining its floor and volume. 
if more wells, I don't remember his Twitter handle, but the guy who owns 400 continue to express their anger. I think if one well who owns maybe 300 has the same emotions that Frisk has, imagine how big of an impact that's going to make on the project. It takes just that guy to list all of his bears and put it down. It, it can literally, that's essentially how it's going to go to zero. There's nothing holding on. If deliverance isn't what's holding on to the project, the project isn't, there's nothing except the wells that are really just maintaining the project right now. OK Bears is really going to have to do something that's mind-blowing, that's really makes it to live up to the name it's been given. But if that doesn't happen, I'm convinced that the wells are just going to express their, um, what is it called, their anger about the project. And that's, that's exactly how the project's going to go to zero. You can debate me about it because I saw that murder raise his hand in the middle of my speech. So I'm sure he's going to be very angry that I'm putting his bags hard right now. But, I mean, you can't you can't really deny it. That's essentially what it I'm is. I'm here for war. I want to hear Murder's reaction. Murder, don't go easy on the miner. Let him know what's up. Completely destroy this kid. Well, I agree with him. <laughs> oh, that was the most anticlimactic situation <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> Fine. No, my, I, mean, I mean, what he's saying is right, right? So uh, when you have these big whales uh, and you don't have many people trading NFTs right now, their voices are even more amplified than what they were earlier. And uh, this is, I mean, it's a very uh, risky time in terms of what the bears are doing, which is what I've always said. But what I said that I was bullish on wasn't the fact that, uh, I mean, other than what he had said earlier, uh, what I'm bullish on is them operating as a Web2 company because I think that's what they're trying to do mostly uh, through having an NFT. I mean, this is how it started. I don't think even Kaiser Sobi even had a plan to go full-time till what happened happened and it kind of just changed the entire landscape. Uh, the hires that they've been doing, they've been expanding their team. They've been, I mean, if you look at the website and if you look at the kind of content that they've been hiring for, uh, that's what makes you bullish. It's not your usual... Um, staking gen 2 gen 3 etc etc kind of thing that we're used to right now and uh, i mean i've always said i minted my bear so for me it doesn't really matter if flow price is 90 or 60 uh, i've always said as soon as i minted specifically after the first day that i'm going to give them uh, six months and then see what i want to do it might go to zero i don't care it happens it will be a lesson learned but six months is you got in a big cost now. your risk reward is still clearly massively in the green so I don't think that that's the worst decision yeah. one could make, especially, dude, you got a good bear too. Like when I look at your bear, it fits you. It's that's the nice thing about these two is they're, they're a good PFP, man. Uh, we still got a bunch of hands. Wanted to pass around. Wait, wait, wait till I get my hand PFP. Okay. Yeah. Once you get the hand PFP, hopefully it's wristbanded up and uh, you're ready to rock. Manny, oh, what's sure. going on? Hey, easy. Sorry. I rugged earlier. I wanted to say a couple of things about the bears, right? So they have 3,300 unique PFPs. And if they only have like 5,500 unique holders, like that market penetration is insane. A, B, what I think happened is they're just two dudes who got successful too fast and they don't know what to do. And that's why they didn't do anything. Right. And that's why they're making these hires and doing these things now. And they're going back to what they know and that's building like Shopify integrations and trying to get like money. But the biggest problem is, is people want more. And this is why we shouldn't listen and we should just let them do their thing. Right. If Henry Ford listened to everyone who told him 
what they wanted, they would make a faster horse, right? We wouldn't have cars. Do I think these are the people who are going to blow our mind? Absolutely not. But like the, what projects should do is not always listen to these people because they don't owe them anything. There's no securities laws backing you up at all. But if you have a plan to do something great, I think you should be able to do it. I like that you kind of look at this as a, a potential situation where these people did not anticipate this project blowing up how it did. And that's something I think a lot of people don't fully consider. So then it becomes a lot more of a pivot in figuring out what's going to work and what's going to stick. It's tough, though, because with the Bears, they had all these collaborations lined up almost immediately. They teased a lot of stuff that seems like they've clearly been plugged in. So I don't know if they were not anticipating it or... They plan to have a slower kind of drive here. I think the, the conversation in correlation to a Web2 business seems fairly accurate, but it's how they keep returning value and what they intend to do longer term that's going to be the big differentiator. I wanted to pass it over to Glockness. We're currently watching these uh, fat cats moving, sitting just under 15. I bet you that they'd be under 10 after 24 hours. I'm going to say what, is it, what it is here. I'm going to get screwed by Cubist because they're not going to time the airdrop properly and... All bets are going to just go over. Uh, shout out the price manipulation in a decentralized environment. They're creeping this higher and higher while airdrops are slowly going out. It's a complete ploy against me only to make sure my bags go down and I lose one Liberty Square. But uh, besides my rant, Glockness, what's going on? Um, I actually wasn't going to comment on that. I was going to try and talk on OK Bears real quick, um, but we can come back to that after. Um, I do want to say I think the OK Bears like community is kind of doing a bad look right now. They're like really bag defending and not being critical of the project when they should be. And you've got people like HGE, which is their biggest holder, calling them out on the timeline is toxic. And then you've got Nate Rivers, who's out here as the other like face of the holders. And he's just being toxic to other projects on the timeline. So I think it's a bad look all around. And it's probably not going to help them any in this situation where they need support from the public. And they're pissing off a lot of people in the public. Yeah, they're definitely getting a lot of people pretty angry about it. But I think the the comments that Simon made about Kai's kind of making this Wagbo statement, I think that resonated pretty well. I did read the statement. I was pleasantly surprised. It was calm, level-headed. I was happy with it, but it's clear that a lot of people are not happy with the Bears. Running man, then we'll hit TH. Yeah, I mean, I've got to come from Web2 business. And, you know, creating a Shopify store, you know, people setting up a self-employed all over the world and doing that and probably, you know, setting one up within a week. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not inventing, you know, we're not, we're not Tesla here. <laughs> we're not, we're not re reinventing the wheel. I mean, as well, um, okay, Bears, the, the reason why them so, you know, them, them reliant on Night Rivers and them Husol to, to be able to maintain that price. And I mean, just as a general rule, as a trader in the NFT space, if you do see projects who are constantly trying to Twitter raid and constantly trying to maintain via that source, it's probably because I'm lacking the utility behind the NFT to be able to do it, you know, organically, in my opinion. Dude, I love the Twitter raids, especially when it's like 300 comments and the project's barely 0.1. I know that if I see them for the next 48 hours, they're probably going to somehow get up over one soul. And I, of course, would not have bought any of them regardless. It's just my favorite thing, like such a clear symbol when I talk about all this social sentiment and drives from a social standpoint. TH, what's going on? Uh, I have to dip, but thanks for having me up. I think I'll leave with like one last thought. I think I really appreciate the discussion on both sides when it comes to all these projects. It's important to get like people's thoughts and whatnot uh, and perspectives. I would just say it's like really, really hard making a project and pleasing a lot of holders. Like the OK Bears had a meteoric rise, like like you said, eighteen thousand dollars 
a lot of people invested a lot of money and probably lost it all. Like also while Seoul crashed as well. And so I think the scrutiny on this project is like extremely high and a lot higher than a lot of other projects that may have not had such like a large rise. Like the gods went up pretty slowly. Like a lot of the popular projects, SMB, all went up pretty slowly and the holders kind of had time to build trust with the team. But with OK Bears, people were expecting the world like right out of the gate. I think that caused like a lot of this kind of scrutiny and putting them on the kind of forefront, especially with their volume and whatnot. So I, I would say like give the team some time to execute and whatnot. So far, they haven't messed up really badly. Like we still don't know what the airdrops are going to be. And so I'm, I'm still excited to see what, what comes. But I'm not going to sit here and say like it's the best project ever because they haven't had time to execute. So thanks for having me up. Appreciate all this perspective and whatnot. Um, uh, shout out to TH. Thanks for, thanks for pulling up. You're welcome anytime. Your opinion's always amazing. So I appreciate you joining. It's been unreal. Wanted to quickly hit these hands and we'll uh, tap into a quick room reset. Shake, what's going on? Yeah, dude, I just wanted to kind of speak on like uh, <clears throat> kind of a macro, like in terms of the NFT market uh, perspective. Like I, I see a lot of people on my timeline being bearish, like, damn, like the NFT volume so low, like our NFTs like going to die and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, on the coin side like we just reclaimed the 200 week moving average on bitcoin and eth and the volume is like so low right now to where I, this kind of sounds like stupid logic but i i just feel like it has to reverse soon and we have duppies hopefully coming in the next month or so and there's a couple mints on the open sea launch pad there's buy the buy frost mints and like i just really feel like it's about to be like a fucking crazy nft season and so i think if you have like high conviction bags like now would be a time to like scoop them at a discount because people are undercutting the floors because of the sole price pump. But I feel super bullish, like just on Solana NFTs in general over the next two months of having like a trend reversal. I had a tweet today that was kind of similar sentiment. I was talking about how when the coin pu coin price pumps, we typically see NFTs drop in value until the coin starts chopping again. This is clear. Soul's up 14% and almost every major bag is going down aside from new mints that are in price discovery. So I said as well, like one of the things that I'm doing, I spent about 170 soul today buying things that I had more conviction in and wanted to lower my cost entry. And for me, like this is a prime time. You're seeing lower volume on NFTs, but we're still seeing an increase in overall Solana movement. So what that means is sold moving from wallet to wallet, sold moving on DEXs and overall more purchases of Solana in the past week than we did the previous month. So it is an uptrend. People have been buying the dip there. But at the same time, people want to still focus on USDC value, which they could take a slight loss on the Solana value of an NFT, but still make a gain. So a lot of it comes down to that trading perspective. And for me, I still view one soul as going higher than it currently is. So I want to accumulate soul here. And the best way for me to find that is to keep buying the dip on my bags and finding a way to get more leverage on the NFT volume for the future Solana value. So that's how I've been looking at it. But Shake, I think you're dead on there. It's We're seeing a dip in overall market volume. But if you're liquid, you're seeing your bags quite literally go up without lifting a finger. Running Man, you trade all the time. I think we talk more than anybody else I know. Yeah. What are your thoughts here? I mean, I completely agree with you. When the stability in the sole price this confidence in the dollar value of that NFT. But as soon as the movement on the soul, you know, soul moves, the, the, the dollar, dollar value of that NFT changes on the daily. Now, that NFT hasn't done anything to warrant the movement on the dollar value. 
So it instantly starts to recalibrate. Now, I've now, I have noticed that the higher value NFTs start to calibrate pretty much immediately. Um, on, on, and then, you know, everything else sort of follows suit. If there is big uncertainty, you know, if there is massive pumps or crashes, you know, you do get that lull in volume because nobody's, you know, all the NFTs are mispriced and it takes a little bit of time for floors to organically find the previous value that they were post-pump or post-dump, in my opinion. No, and that's exactly it. Looking at this stuff, once that price stabilizes, we even see sold trade in like a 3 to $4 range. Shit, even like a, an $8 up-down swing on both sides, you'll see that the market for NFTs get more legs. And someone was kind of poking fun at me today being like, yeah, all the back-tested data over nine months. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But the trend is your friend and playing these things as we've seen them play out, even in a small scale, typically leads to a decent result. It's like Kick says, he's a big MACD guy. I'm a big fan of buying the dip when the market's pumping and NFTs are getting hit. Yeah, I mean, if you look, look at, like I say, OK Burst today, so I think it's dropped about 11%. It's, it's sort of running line with the, the pump on sole. So they've maintained the same dollar value. So they're actually worth the same. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody thinks they've took a dip. Um, you know, it, it's, there's still a lot of, um, there's also a lot of education there for people to understand the process of how, how the currency price affects NFT price and volume, in my opinion. And it, that, that'll change once a lot of people get more comfortable. Yeah. We are seeing more new traders enter the market here too. So it's, that's a big piece of this, I think. I wanted to pass it to Frisk, then we're going to hit a quick room reset. Frisk, what's going on? So I didn't want to, I was going to rag on bears more, but I think I'll just cut it there and say that I, I agree a hundred percent. Like, I think that we've talked, I think Benny, we, we talked about this yesterday, like the conviction plays, like really believing in like the teams that you believe in, the teams that you think are going to be there. Um, and like, it, there's a good likely chance, even with Seoul going lower, you could be getting like some really, really great opportunities here with some teams that are going to be around for the next little while. And like, I think I tweeted today, actually, I was like the, number of projects that I'm interested in holding for the next two to three years goes down by the day because I really start to see which projects are here, which projects are like instilling that faith in myself. And honestly, for me, I'm kind of glad about it. I'd rather double down on my bags than try and expand out more. I like finding teams that I can connect with. I like finding teams that I can be a part of and teams that I, I think that are going to actually do something as well. And I'm not going to jab at bears again, but these are the projects that you have to look at and you have to ask yourself, hey, what are you doing to prove to me that you can actually be competent over the next little while? How do I know that you're not going to run away when shit hits the fan or shit gets rough? We saw the same thing happen on ETH. I'm sure most of you guys remember when the whole Azuki fiasco went down. That was insane. Like an entire community lost faith in their founder. The floor dropped like 70% when they found out that he was a serial rugger. And now it's up to him to prove to his community, how do we know you're still going to be here when shit gets rough? How do we know that you're not just going to give up on us? And there's so, there's honestly no way of telling. It's all a guessing game, but I agree 100%. They're still holding a decent floor, man. So something about these people and the blind conviction is crazy to keep a, uh, keep a thought on. I think we've, we've beaten the bears into a bloody pulp here with both sides of the conversation. So I did just want to hit a quick room reset. We got about 20 more minutes here. We got a lot more to talk about. Shout out everyone tuning in to Solana Made Easy. Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. All that sweet, sweet Solana Alpha. Talking the market, what we're buying, what we're trading, what we're making money on, what we're losing money on, and so much more. As always, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. We got another 20 minutes or so to go here. Shout out everyone rocking with us, but let's dive back into the conversation. So, Fat Cats, I know I threw some, uh, some shade at Glockinus here. I'm feeling more bullish on my bet. 
We're trickling down to 13-5. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my chest out a little bit here. Take my win early. I'm looking forward to the Liberty Square. I'm gonna get Lockness. What's going on? Um, I like the confidence, but I think you're uh, in the wrong place here. Um, I do want to say everybody that bet on Cubist is about to be a loser here in about five minutes. Um, but I, I think it's just important to note that you can keep fading fat cats all day, but they're still going to hold the floor over 10 until at least tomorrow at 4 p.m. Yeah, that's when it really matters. I'm not in the Cubist Discord any longer. I floored all of mine. Uh, made a nice little bag on the bets after I kept losing every over-under I took. So I had to make it up somehow. So I, I really have no idea what their plan is for this. I'm going to get screwed on my Cubist bet. There's no doubt about that because I don't even think they know how to handle this since it's this whole airdrop BS and it looks like fat cats have only airdropped like 300 of these damn things. I've got so I'm going to get played. So I, I, think a lot, I think a lot are out because I know I have them and I know like three or four friends in a group message have them also. Oh, let's go. You guys are going to dump the floor for me soon. Let's go. Absolutely this is not. None of us are None of us are selling. We are all holders. It's fine. Uh, what happens, hey, what happens in the DM stays in the DMs. I'm watching your wallet, and you currently have 37 listed. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, Glockness. More power to you. Thank you. I wish, if I had 37 in the list, I'd be having a much better day. <laughs> all right. That's, that's probably the most honest piece of this whole thing. Nugget, what's going on? Uh, so I personally don't own any D-Gen fat cats, so I can't really give too much of a hot take on this. But I do got to say, I don't think you're winning this bet. Half the reason is because I'm bullish on Glockness, and the other half is because D-Gen fat cats have a really solid community from what I've seen. Like, I'm not, like, involved with them whatsoever uh, regards to minting, but I've seen some, I've, I've seen and I've heard some pretty positive things about the community, so I don't think it's going to be a failure of a project. Bro, but you're hearing about a community that has a 1,000 people and now is opening it up to 20,000 people. That's like going from, like, a small, intimate community to a goddamn stadium, and now you expect to please everybody and at a 10-soul floor, and someone was doing the math. The payout now is, like, 0.03 per cap. I don't know how that's going to make sense when one coin was getting you like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7. Easy. A 20 soul floor, what would that value the DGEN coin flip? 580 to 600. 580. I'll guarantee you, right? DGEN coin flip. Yeah, they am diamond handed at 220 or 260. But, they they know, got up to 420, <laughs> though. So yeah, there was got, sales yeah. there. Yeah, they got to 420. But, you know, as soon as, soon as, soon as that value starts creeping out, know, 20 floor values out at 560. You am going to start to see them get start a leak card, in my opinion. And, you know, 22, 23. There's, there's, a, there's a ceiling on this collection, in my opinion. Yeah, there's certainly a ceiling. And I think a lot more people need to kind of consider that math on it. But I want to pass it back to Glockness. I'm sure he's got a, a couple points here. Um, I think it's kind of disingenuous to say they're opening it up to 20,000 people when there's only 3,800, roughly, that are getting minted by public. So they're really opening it to about, like, I don't know, because, like, every holder also had whitelist for every coin they had. So, I mean, there's really only about 3,500 people that could have been in public. So, I mean, outside of the 3,500, it just depends on how many of those people want to sell. And you have a lot of holders that are sweeping the floors currently. So, I think, like, saying, oh, it's going to go down, it's going to keep going down when there's people that are going to keep sweeping because they know the value that these are going to pay out over time. And they're not, like, buying them to flip. They're buying them for the, like, actual payouts. And you're saying 0.03, but it's a weekly payout. So, that's 0.21 every seven days. Think about that. That adds up really quick. I know it's like small for one, but if you have like a hundred of them, multiply 0. 0.07 times a hundred, you're making like, I don't, I'm but, sorry, I don't care about math, but like. Surely Glockness, this collection has to calibrate to the previous DGEN coin flip price fragmented by, you know, fragmented by one in 20. 
Um, no, to, so you know, or, or, how does it increase in value? I mean, has your volume oh. gone up by by coin flip volume? Because you you know the returns are the same. So for this to just you know just to go in value over that for no reason, why would it do that? Is what I'm asking. It's not going to go over it in value, but you have to realize like I think there was if you broke it down, there were sales at like four ten yesterday. I think there was a sale at. So I mean. You're in it by 28, and then there's a seven or a 20% decrease in the value for each holder. So the holders are having to sweep 20% in order to get back to one coin. And people aren't considering that also. For every coin that you had, you lost seven, like 35 NFTs were created for every coin. And that's what went to public for those seven. So that 20% difference, all the holders are buying those back essentially. Yeah. I mean, before this event, though, um, what was the steady maintained price on DJN coin? It was about 220. On the on the standard volume on like what, uh, what the coins. I mean, they've been selling over three hundred for the past like three to four weeks. I'm yeah, pretty they've sure. been three to four fifty really yeah. consistently for oh, honestly oh, about the last month. About this month, but leading up to this event, you know, this event's over. Yeah, now, they were two forty to two fifty, and yeah. that was like a stable floor, I'd call it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, um, you've you've probably DJ and coin flips volumes probably seen an uptick since you know volumes been low on NFTs. Um, you know, p possibly it could go down in the in the future. But well, what I'm saying is, whitelist too running, man. I yeah. think there was a, like a box flip that people were flipping to earn whitelist spots for. So I'm curious if the volume's going to take a hit on it. Like, there's just a lot of factors. This is, yeah. I think it's a cool way to kind of do like a stock split. I guess people have kept calling yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's basically what it is. It's a share split, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get get up. I'm just thinking that the collection fragmented, you know, reaches the previous previous prices of the coins before which probably probably is about you know i know you 420 but 330 and then divided by the fragments yeah i'm not saying it's going to hit like you know 15 to each and stay there but i'm thinking it's going to stay 10 to 15 in that range and it could run up to 20 potentially yeah and i mean even at 20 you're still looking at a 560 floor for the coin based on the return so i think it's when you look at it from a larger scale i think that's probably like one of the most cost efficient ways you could kind of get into it i guess but still it's nfts nobody has a damn idea what's going on manny what's happening then we'll hit benny and then i wanted to pass it to a first-time speaker and cheerful yeah i just wanted to mention that we're assuming that the amount of money that's spent on the dgen coin flip is going to stay the same i'm not pro or against it but we need to think about their new projected revenue growth with this many more voices that are going to be available and if it is pfpable that's free marketing as well they also have never really done any marketing at all, other than like maybe Sweeper talking about it, but that's one person. Yeah, I mean, Sweeper being the owner, as we keep referring to him, it's probably my favorite thing because that man markets better than they ever could. And I don't know if he's getting paid other than the token. Benny, what's happening? Yeah, so I was just on a, uh, a space with Sweeper earlier. He says he's going to sell some of his bags because he doesn't want to feel overinvested. Um, also, well, me and only... Alex fudded the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah. Also, we have Fast up here, who's a pro sweeper investigator. He can maybe talk about that as well. Um, but there's only like 1,500 that have been airdropped so far. I hate this. I minted way too late. I should have pre-minted. I got the alpha wrong from somebody. Uh, they said to wait until public or wait until close to public, and then you're more likely to get it straight into your wallet. That was not the case. I'm here watching everybody undercut the floor instead of people in specific DAOs uh, minting and selling for 15. I am down bad. Yeah, it's I'm actively watching this. It's gone from 17 down. So fingers crossed I do win this Liberty Square. 
Running man, what's happening? Then I'm excited to hear from Fast. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the only reason why I mention it is because, I mean, if we might have tried in NFTs or we're, spe- we're speculating, you know, when you mention something for like 10 and it's got a ceiling of 20 um, minus royalties, it's not a lot, a lot of upside there compared to downside. And as well, you know, that, vol- that volume's got to maintain. If you think about holding, you know, that volume's got to maintain. So is it a great investment is what I'm saying. And also as well, we've got... You know, we've got certain certain things going on within the community to try and you know try and get the most out of it for them as well. You know, oh yeah, you know. so there's certainly going to be some uh, some action going on you from the people that, yeah. tucked up inside. But actually, before fast, I wanted to pass it down to Cheerful. They've had their hand up for a while. Cheerful, first time speaker. I see you're uh, incredibly bad at NFT trading. So I'm excited and eager to hear what you've been making moves on. Uh, just heads up, it's a no shill zone, so I do see you have a project. But excited to see what you've been buying, selling, making money on, losing money on. What's up? Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. I'm not here to, to shill. Actually, I just feel like people are forgetting a little bit about like a couple of market network effects that go with what we're talking about as a stock split here. Like, this isn't a stock. These aren't, you know, th- these coins aren't being traded by professional stocks traders. And I feel like the Solana market in general are people who have wallet values who are, that are too low to have gotten into the initial to gen coin flip market. So by doing a stock split, you open up your project to a whole host of people who couldn't have gotten in before. And these are people who like it or not are probably making more speculative decisions. Uh, And like you guys said, there's the whole marketing effect where you have, you know, five times as many people who are holders who are going to be wanting to show their bags. So I think we're going to see a much higher valuation than just the pure, you know, take the number of what the coin was worth before and divide it by four or five or whatever it was. Um, because we're going to have a whole host of people who are going to be clamoring to get in on this. Yeah, we might see it tank a little bit at the beginning, but I think that where we come to at the end is going to be something, you know, 25, maybe 50 or 100% higher than what we saw before. Um, because, you know, most Solana traders are just speculators, and that's just the nature of, of, of what makes this whole thing fun. I did also want, want to say to you, I was the one who gave you a little bit of crap about your nine-month TA. I, I, understood, <laughs> I understood what you were saying. It's just funny because, like, you know, you get a lot of people in this space who like overtune their analysis and they find something that's been working for the last two months and then they go all in and it's awesome because it works until it doesn't. Uh, and like when people don't manage their risk popularly, you end up losing all of your gains before you realize that your strategy isn't working anymore. Uh, so I was just giving you a little bit of crap for that. But, no, uh, you were dead on the money with it. It was, it was hilarious too. And I was like, it was such a valid point that in my response to, I was like, yeah, the trend is, your, I'm just trying to save face. Like the trend is your friends. Shit, you're right, though. It's been nine months, and we're talking like this is a 10-year industry at this point. I like it, too. I mean, you put probably the most elegantly I've ever heard someone say it. Uh, Solana's a bunch of degenerates who have no idea how to manage risk, and you put it in terms that made me feel like we're a lot smarter than we are, so thank you for that. It makes my brain feel really good and my heart feel really full. Shout out to you. (laughs) Appreciate it. Hey, Fast, what's going on? Hey guys, it's Fast. Thanks for respecting the hand easy. I know that uh, it's a huge space here, but it's Fast, by the way. And um, yeah, I just want to make sure that I go ahead and go into like my spill of things. Um, I think the ecosystem is doing a lot better. And uh, honestly, I know you said this wasn't going to be a shill zone, but I think that, yo, know, this is Fast, by the way. Uh, I think that since the market is actually bouncing here, I think that, you know, hey guys, I've got three soul. You know, what floors are we sweeping today? It's Fast, by the way. Easy. Yeah, I hate you it, so much. Who's that guy? I, it might be slow. Uh, I'm not slow. sure. Hey, Could, hey, it's fast, by the way. Yeah. There we Me, go. Medium post. <laughs> yeah, he's getting there. But no, I mean, even right now, bro, 
Sub three soul. I feel like everything sub three that's been just pinging NFT soloist on the five and 15 minute are all just chasing zero. And if not hovering above it, it's this weird market right now, man. Like we can, we can dive into it a little bit of what we're buying. So shout out fast. Uh, I'm glad that we are all aware that it is fast. Glockness, what's going on? Um, I think something else that people are kind of forgetting about is they're about to have a war chest that they've never had before. So they're going to be able to bring in more devs and build out more utility. And they already have the whitelist key game that they were running to get whitelist keys where you open boxes. And it's almost like it's never been done before. You know, I've never heard of another project being successful doing this kind of thing. Um, that's sarcasm, by the way. But it's almost like they could really implement a new game, bring in some new like volume for their holders, and create different income streams on top of just the coin flipping game, which I think is an interesting thing to like think about. Because, you know, Soul Crash just blew up, and it's almost like they could probably build the same game because their dev team is very solid and roll that out as well and then undercut that because they, I think they have a better reputation and better marketing than Poker Faces do, to be honest. Well, they have such a, a cult following here. Their marketing is just everybody plays DCF because it's two button clicks and a, a verified on-chain 50-50 split. So that's like the most enticing thing here is it feels more, it feels more like, a better chance to win than single out roulette, which is just insane, especially the fact you can play it from your phone. There was that picture that went around of uh, Celion and Solana Legend playing it at a restaurant to figure out if they could cover dinner. And just like stuff like that is hilarious and people eat it up because it's simple gambling. And I think that to your point too, like they have a war chest now. If they white label that whitelist box giveaway, that's also a pre-generating revenue before the mint because people were paying to get these whitelist boxes at 0.05 and 0.1 and just flipping to see if they won something. So if you white label that out, you now have revenue generation, even on a profit split for other projects to gamify their whitelist. I didn't even consider that. My bet is so screwed now. I'm just thinking about that. Damn. I'm uh, not going to let you speak anymore because now? you keep pumping the floor. I, I do want to say one thing. They like You were talking about the easiness of the coin flipping. and But like the thing is, it's a dopamine addiction. Like You've created a... like uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Basically like Pavlov's An addiction. Yeah, you're, I mean, addiction is the short word for it, but like Pavlov's dogs, where you're like giving them a stimulus and then they're getting a reaction from it. And you're going to do that with the coin or with the box game automatically from everybody that was trying to chase whitelist now. And the people that didn't get whitelist, well, guess what? They're now addicted to this box opening game where they're going to come back and want to play that to try and win money because they missed the whitelist. They might as well try and win some money. Yeah, that's the toughest part here. It's uh, if they do whitelist this, there's going to be some crazy additional revenue streams on it. It's man, I didn't even consider that. And it's such a good point because clearly their devs are competent to build something like that. That was a completely gamified way. And I didn't see many people complain that they didn't get a, the actual whitelist post box. So whatever they did was well thought out and kind of well driven there. Man, you just made me think about something I didn't even consider. And now I'm stressed about my bet because it's so screwed. Fast, what's going on? Yeah, so I just want to quickly touch on this. You know, who is this? Uh, uh, oh, this is fast, by the way. Sorry, I didn't get to get into my whole like spiel of things, but uh, you would have known that it was me at some point. Anyways, it's fast, by the way. Um, I just wanted to say, like, you know, I was talking to Solana Sweeper and uh, well, I, reading some of his tweets. I mean, he had like 15 tweets coming out about like uh, gambling and like, uh, you know, basically how uh, he thinks that's like a really great buy. But he's like really just listing all of them as soon as he can. Um, but anyways, I think that uh, it's creating an interesting dynamic here because you know, there's some people that were actually missing from the ecosystem that have actually like gone missing. Like, I don't know if you know Nami. Uh, he's been missing for about three days now, but I've seen him every single day on a uh, soul crash. Uh, first, he was down 16 soul. Yesterday, I talked to him. He's down 37 soul. 
Um, and yeah, I think that um, he has like basically disappeared from Twitter. And I, I want to know, Easy, do you think that this is creating any bad habits uh, for like any of these gambling addictions? Bro, I mean, we're down 90% from peak with Solana. We're chasing dopamine everywhere we can get it. It's why everyone's tuning in right here just to get whatever drop of alpha they can to make even half of a salami. The tough part is that you bring up such a good point. I haven't seen Navi in like a week. Like I have no, no idea I'm where Man's serious. is. If you go and log on Soul, Soul Crash, like he's there all the time. I see Nami, and I, I asked him, I'm like, "Yo, man, like, are you good?" And he's like, "I'm down 37, but we're coming back slowly." <laughs> I was like, "Coming back slowly? What do you mean?" He's like, "No, we're gonna get up, bro." There's a five percent house edge on Soul Crash. You are better off lighting your money on fire than playing that game. Like, yeah, I'm but- I'm totally on board with it, bro. I love to gamble. I think it's terrible how easy it is for projects to gamble and let like anybody gamble here. But I'm an idiot and I realize Soul Crash is a scam. Like I'd rather flip a coin for 6 hours than just get absolutely obliterated by Crash. Yeah, something important. Hey, this is fast by the way. Um Thank you. just wanted to go into this and and say that uh the way that Nami described it was that it's like minting something every single minute. I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Well, I either get rugged, right? Or I have the potential to have a little three or four X. And I was like, at that point, that's whenever I really had the concern. Hey, this is fast, by the way. Um, that's when I really had the concern on if this was good for the mental health of the ecosystem. Um, yeah, this is just my opinion, though. This is fast. Bro, the fat. <laughs> I've made jokes like, dude, just give me a mint button when stuff's slow. I'll mint anything. Like, I don't even care if it's a wallet trainer. Just give me a mint button. And that's exactly what this is. Like, yeah, sure, you could sell a common for 1.3, or you could really gamble and hit that rare for a 5x before this before this spaceship explodes. I, I, I did that, not even consider, dude. This is so bad. The, the I think that, crazy oh, is. Hey, sorry, this is fast. By the way, the thing that's crazy is I had five soul. I went on there. I literally ran it up to like 42 soul, and I tried to cash out because I was like, oh man, I just need to cash out what I put in. I tried to cash out. It said access denied. I'm like, um, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then it said, you have to go make a ticket in our Discord server before you can withdraw. I was like, what? So I made a ticket in the Discord server and just sitting there and waiting for that time period for them to verify my account. I started listening to the chat. They were like, oh, you got to verify ID. I was like, they're going to make me do a verify ID? Figured out that that is a hoax, by the way. And so I ended up just sitting there not being able to cash out so i gambled it some more ended up losing everything in about 20 30 minutes yeah so this pyramid is really well structured uh i think they're doing a great job with the house of cards it seems like they're very effective at keeping money in and not giving money out shout out to the greats who have done this before them uh multi-level marketing uh mary Kay, uh bernie bernie madoff uh, i think the list goes on we got a few more minutes here. I want to pass to a couple of these hands before we wrap it up real quick. Running man, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, um, the reason I'm not I'm not footing DJ and Cornflip actually, because I'm just going to critique them slightly. Um, they they were first to market, and also as well, they come up with a concept that you actually can't gain a Web two online casino, which is a, a Cornflip concept. I mean, you know, other projects that have come along and tried to replicate Web two, um, you know, what you can get on an online casino is probably not going to do as well. 
Soul Crash is a completely different sort of game that you can get in a Web 2 casino. That's flown as well. But, I mean, I do think we see a transition, and I think a more sustainable model from people getting wrecked, from peer-to-peer -peer gambling games. I mean, you know, we've been talking about poker. Poker is massive. Um, and also, as well, with the integration of NFTs, you know, it lets you do a lot of things in terms of, like, being able to stake players, actually own a stable of players that can actually play for you through an NFT. Um, you know, we talk about Honest Poker. I've been talking about it. I've been slow minting for a month. I, I saw Big Brain earlier getting on board. We were, hey, quit chilling your bags, running man. We know time. who you're back. We know who you're back. Cut it out. All right, let's hit these last the few moon. hands. All right, I get it. Nugget, Michael, and then we'll wrap it up with Glockness here. Nugget, what's going on? So first, normally I would get mad at anyone who's sputting my gambling. But actually, that sounds not a thing, but it sounds really bad coming out of my mouth. But uh, I won't blame you. Soul Crush you can't even walk into a casino. <laughs> um, so uh, Soul Crush has rugged me many times. I put in a lot of money, and it never went into my account. And I had to sit there and make a ticket and wait for hours for them to give me my money back. And I, like, I kept complaining to them. Eventually, they gave it back, but they made an excuse not to give it all back. So I don't like Soul Crash, but I'm going to give you some heavy alpha here. If you go into Soul Casino, which is like my second home, Again, sounds really bad coming out of my mouth. But if you go to Bro. Minesweeper, there's an algorithm that uses Minesweeper. What I did was I selected each one and I took 10 pictures. And you can follow an algorithm so you win 99% of the time. And I've milked their liquidity so much. And that's why I, that's, that's why I don't want to sit here and listen to you fight my gambling addiction. That was a joke. Please, please. Don't, don't worry about me. My man's oh, voice is cracking while he talks about his gambling addiction. <laughs> Can't even walk into a casino. This is Web3. Welcome to the future. This is innovation. What could possibly go wrong? Michael Lee, what's going so, on? Right, man, hit so, it. Solana is easy. He's like the most degen. Looking space. I love in the, it. In the entire world, not Web3, dude. No, I, live for it. I love it. <laughs> this is chaos every day, and I'm here for every second of it. Michael, what's going on? Yo, what's good, brother? It's good to be here. Um, first, I'll say I haven't seen Nami in a while. I actually was worried about him. Glad to know he's still alive. Uh, sad to know he's throwing all his money at a rug. Um, but he holds a D-God, so he's going to make it. He'll be okay. Uh, glad to hear he's all right. Uh, little Nugget, um, fucking props to you for milking that shit, dude. Your mom would be proud. Um, and I just wanted to like know when masterclass, um, yeah, I hate you, bro. Manny, what's going on? And then we're going to wrap it up with Glockness. Yeah. A couple of things. One smart C, um, I hold one sniper fish, but I think the upside is really there. The devs have been pretty vocal about like some of the suggestions I've made about implementing like a smart, like a smart money notification and SMS, like. Because I don't want to be staring at a screen. I just want to get a text message that tells me to look at this to see if I should buy it. And Vandal City, they redid the art. I personally hate like LARPing for a heist thing. I think it's dumb. But they have a ton of connections with Frank. They redid the art. They're looking to pivot. You know, I might buy one. I definitely am looking to buy one. So don't front and earn me. New art causes a nice little pump. So I'm eager to see what they have planned. I always thought their game was pretty interesting too from like the Vandal City standpoint. And their Doge Pound or Doge whatever it was was gamified staking that actually kind of 
got a lot from royalties because they kept incentivizing various ways and like buys that needed to happen to kind of do that gamified piece. And I think people like that. Like it adds another level of thinking from both a trading standpoint to how you can earn or stake or whatever they do for that. Glockness, wrap it up for us. What's going on? Yeah, Running Man brought up a really good point about PvP gaming. Um, and I think there's a really popular game on Solana that could implement something like that. And I don't know what game it could be, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head. You know, I, I can't think of it really. It's on the tip of my tongue. Rock, paper, like, scissors? Maybe. Maybe rock, paper, scissors. I'm not sure. You know, like, you know there's just something Cubist about that. Cubist betting over unders? I don't know. There's just something about that 50-50 rush, I feel like. You know what I mean? Easy. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, I'm really trying to put a finger on it. Ah, I mean, I mean the, 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 the main concept is that you, you, instead of the house actually locking in an edge, um, you actually have the edge between skill-based and then there's a rake between the transaction of the two players. And I think um can be more sustainable. Um, I think we start to see play to earn push in this direction. You know, Big Brawl was talking about some a lot that if they, if they don't make it, then I'm sure there's games that will in the future. Um, definitely. I, I do want to say that uh, DCF does not have a house edge. It's 50-50. They've been audited. So, like, there's no house edge there. Yeah, they've got the Reich, basically. So, it's all, yeah, yeah, it's that same concept. It's what, it's what like a 3% fee regardless? Yeah, it's That's like 3.5. Yeah. I'd have to go read it, but I know it's 3 or 3.5. Yeah, makes sense. Hey, appreciate everyone tuning in today. Great show. Glad we focused heavy on the OK Bears and the DCF Mint that we had going on. We ran a little long today. Nothing wrong with that. Appreciate everyone's opinion. Mixed in a little bit of alpha at the end. Catch us tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Solana Made Easy, Monday to Thursday. And hit all the lovely speakers with a follow. We got a ton to talk about. Solana Summer's heating up. I'm going to win this bet, and I'm sure you'll hear me complaining about it tomorrow. But hey, I'll catch you.